Welcome to RTFM Book Club RPG Podcast. This is our season finale ranking of the games. Yeah. We will be going through the 12 minus 2 games that we covered this season. We are not including our own games in it because that would be weird. Um, you're welcome to tweet at us if you list the games and but only if ours are tied for number one. Otherwise, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, otherwise never treat us again. Uh, yeah, I am excited about this. One, because I didn't have to read a 400-page book in order to prepare for this episode. But we didn't uh, have to read any books. We had or, to read, well, yeah. I guess technically we had to read 12 books, but whatever. Um, and also because I do not feel good about my rankings, <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about oh, them. Oh, mine are terrible. Mine, I wrote mine down on a post-it, and then I was like, I'll type them up so that I don't have to fuck with this post-it. And even in typing them, I was moving them around. I was feeling I, bad about certain things. I saw your blurry post-it photo, and so I went into Miro and put post-its up so that I could move them around a bunch. <laughs> uh, and I am staring at it being like, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess yeah. that's it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, other than my number 10, other than my worst game, yeah. these fall in bands of like three to four games where I'm like, catch me on a different day, I would move these around for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, same. And so, you know, I just want to say out there, there's only one loser, and everyone else here today is a winner. I have three losers, but that's fine. I know you do. <laughs> unsurprising everybody who got this far has already heard my opinion about all these i always wonder if we like do actually surprise people in our rankings well i will tell you this analytics show that this is these are some of our least listened to episodes oh, nobody so cares who cares we can uh, say whatever we want this think, is our secret time i think next time yeah <laughs> nobody's listening i think next time we should have some kind of uh like poll like we should have a fantasy football Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bet or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't fit. I don't know what fits. Well, and part of me, because so much of the competition was so close in my mind, I did pull an audible and I also assigned each of them an award. Whoa. Way to not keep me in the loop. I did it literally while. <laughs> like, yeah, I did in my the last rankings five this minutes. morning. I did I my rankings this morning while I was naming my Kickstarter game that's launching when this episode comes out. <laughs> Yeah. welcome welcome to february 1st future people uh we have a kickstarter go check it out it's gonna be red um yeah well, you ready is this it are we doing yeah. number 10 are we starting do we even have to say it <laughs> number 10 is the gurps of this season it is a gone yeah for both of us undeniably we didn't even check in we don't even have to check in everybody yeah. knows it's worst, you know worst i gave it read. the award that this one got is the particip participation trophy. Mm. It they is a game. It, Somebody wrote a game. It's out there. Uh, yeah, it does, in fact, exist. So bad. Just yeah, so it bad. is. I don't remember if I already said this, but it is like the one game that we've covered that I'm like, I don't need to hold on to this. I still have 13th Age, like for nostalgic reasons. I do not need a gone. I am waiting until I have a pile because I don't really know what to do with the games that I don't keep that I have. Right. Because uh, I don't need to keep 13th Age. I don't need to keep, like, I don't need to keep Werewolf because <laughs> we didn't even cover it because we couldn't even, it was just too much. Uh, but I feel like I don't really know where to put them because I don't have, like, a good trade-in shop here. Free little library. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just throw them into the, return them to nature. <laughs> Send <laughs> them there, back to the trees that they once were. Is there anything else we want to say about a gum? I, there was, I do like and remember the thing about Medusa's falling in love. If they do, mm. their hair turns against them, which mm-hmm. I thought was really yes. cool. So good. Just Medusa's. Uh, Medusa game, A+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted this a little bit, but I have such a bad memory that by the time we get to the ranking of the games, I actually remember so little of them. And so it's <laughs> it's largely just like, what is the smallest bit I remember and what are the vibes? Like, what's my gut feeling associated yeah, yeah. with this There's no rubric. We aren't being objective. Uh, I'm ready to hear your number nine. I know, I think, do you want me to say what I think it is? Sure. I think your number nine is Fiasco. It's not. Uh, it's Edge of the Empire. Oh, I, uh, I don't have the like history of playing it to pull it up. It's right. just a bad read with shitty symbols that you know, like it was a terrible it was not enjoyable to look at the pages and the system seems super dense in a way that I don't like even a little bit um, and I just remember all the little icons that I don't ever want to have to translate yeah. and I'm not like I'm not enough of a Star Wars nerd for that to carry me through either. You know, like right. there's not really anything. F- there's no, there's not a single reason for me to pick up that game. That's fair. Um, uh, I, can you hear the wind, by the by? Because if I, my house is thinking. Is, I can, I can hear it. Yeah, it's, it's potentially going to blow away. So if I disappear, that's, we are having a real windstorm over here. So I apologize if that transfers to, through to the sound of, uh, of the old podcast. Um. Edge of the Empire is my number eight. Like, I'll just say that now. Uh, I love my play experience with it. I loved the people I played with. I still love them. I, they're not dead or anything. It's not past tense. Um, but yeah, I, I gave it the should be chopped in half award because half of it is good and half of it is uh, gets in the way of the rest of it being good, in my opinion. I feel like I gotta try and come up with some awards on this one. Right. I well, just I'll, have. The, I'll like... tell you. I'll tell you my number nine since I All jumped right. ahead, and you can think about uh, some awards if you want. Uh, yeah. My number nine is Eclipse Phase, which gets the award for horniest lore. Yeah. Um, Horn lore. Right. I there there was a lot I liked about Eclipse Phase. Um, I think I would just rather read that in a novel the stuff i liked um yeah i don't know it's again like it's fine i would play it i bet with the right gm and a group that knows it i would have a great time playing it yeah um yeah, maybe i'm not yeah. sure i i wonder if either one of us is capable of having a good time in those really crunchy games <laughs> <laughs> i think you know i am so used to running uh like D fifth edition and being the person that knows the rules with a lot of people that don't i want my turn at just being like what do i roll <laughs> and then they tell me and i do it and then they tell me what happens and i don't have to think about the rules at all yeah 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 no i think that's i mean that's what i would be as well because i refuse to internalize that many rules again for anything um i just wonder is that 
because I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that experience. I'm similar. Like I'm used to being a D and D GM or whatever. And so I haven't like really tried to play a crunchy game, like a really crunchy game in a long time. And I wonder if not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing would make the experience no fun. You know, like I don't, I just don't even know if that would be fun. I think it would be funny for a moment to be like, wait, what do I, what am I rolling? Tell me again. How does that work? Can I jump? Like, is this even possible? Is this, you know, like that whole, that whole jam could be fun for a hot second. And then I think eventually I'd be like, oh yeah, I just, I rolled a D20 and I failed. Cool. Move on. Or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about the same chunk of games potentially for the next little bit. My, um, <laughs> the Edge of the Empire Award is You Never Should Have Been Born Award. Ooh, uh, wow. We have, listen. Spoilers for later in this podcast. We had the perfect Star Wars game already, so we didn't need it. You didn't need it. Don't reinvent the wheel award. Yeah, the that's, that's much nicer. Uh, <laughs> so it's the same, but uh, my number my number uh, eight is Fiasco. Yeah, there right it is. There. It's there right it there. It, again, I, this is, it's so funny because, like, I would play eight up. I would play yeah. if somebody asked me. This, I would play. Fine. I would play nine and all the way down. I would play a gun if somebody really asked me to, <laughs> right. because it's so bad. In fact, it's possible that it would be funnier than Edge of the Empire, or potentially even Eclipse Phase, because it's so I bad. Want, I want the Agon adaptation to Himbo's rules. Mm, do you you like dark Himbo's? Is that the idea? Like well, dark like, French Himbo's. To me, it's like angry French uh, Himbo's. Like, what we do in the shadows dark towers kind of like mm-hmm, can't be mm-hmm. dark i think that would be really fun and like oh i'm wasting away i'm falling in love i have to make sure my snakes don't bite me like melodramatic hippos yes exactly i think that yeah. would be a lot of fun vampire hippos all right i got it i can i can do it i just uh i just wrote down an extra skill for um hand baskets that is melodramatics <laughs> good <laughs> very it. good about it uh yeah uh, but, it's sorry, again fiesta, it's fine yeah it's fine it's not it's whatever we were really harsh on it because i don't think that a lot of and like to be fair fiasco i have to say remains one of my favorite episodes of the show so those things these things are not related at all right. the enjoyment obviously because we love talking to everybody so this isn't like we don't uh, <laughs> no this yeah it's, it directly correlates to how much we enjoyed yeah. <laughs> like i guest. i also genuinely mean that like every episode of the show is a joy no uh, yeah, I, and yeah i want to hang out with all these people yeah and so like it, not at all but like the conversation around fiasco was one of my favorite like game conversations we've had um and i think because it was complicated right like yes. and i think that's like interesting and credit to the game for like being complex in a in a place where like most games are not complex right like yeah. it's really easy um and so you know credit where credit's due yeah, i think probably also, mechanically it's interesting it's just yes. yeah like it yeah again um, it didn't it didn't grab me there was no like those themes aren't the themes I play with. That style of play isn't usually the style of play I play with. And then there's all this like a little bit of eek all over it. So it was yeah. just like, meh. Yeah. And for a lot of these games as well, like we are reading specific editions and that's what we're reading. Like there is a, a fate version of Eclipse Phase that sounds a lot lighter and easier to play. I didn't read that one. Mm-hmm. That's not the one we're talking about. And like same with Fiasco, there is a new edition uh and a lot has changed that is not the one we are talking about um yeah so you know as we've learned from a game we'll talk about later people can change game designers can change they can 
step up. Uh, number seven. I see again this one. Now it f- feels like it should be better on my list, but number seven for me is the first quest advanced Dungeons and Dragons box set. Wow. Um, it's good. It's cool. I don't know. I don't really want to play <laughs> D and D anymore. <laughs> um, but it's it's a nice little set. It's got some little guys in it and a cool CD, and I enjoyed it. I gave it the most likely to succeed award. I think this Dungeons and Dragons is really going to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our first. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say where it is on my list, but our first, our first major divergence. Which will probably result in a secondary divergence because of the nature of ranking things. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. AD&D, down at the bottom. They don't, they don't need more attention anyway. My, uh, my number six, seven, where are we? Seven. Is Eclipse Face. <laughs> Surprising yep. no one. Yeah um yeah i mean i really liked like there were some parts of it that i really liked there i liked i liked reading a book that like talked about like gender and queerness and sex work and all that stuff Cat and boys. like had it in in the book you know and i yeah. and i want that to be present in more books but that's just like what's the identity version of fan service because <laughs> that's what it feels like you know <laughs> um where it's like, yeah, it's nice to like see some of your own thoughts and like self in a book. I hear, I hear this is I like what normal representation. people. I was like, I hear this is what like normal folks have been experiencing for their entire life, and uh, that's still novel. So it's nice to see in a book, um, yeah. and it totally gets uh, points for that. But yeah, like I would never pick it up to play it unless somebody else really wanted to, because I don't. Again, don't want those. Don't want those crunchy rules. Don't want five hundred pages. Don't want wall to wall text. Um, like it doesn't matter to me it doesn't matter how well it's written how good the world is how good the lore is there it is it is never i do not i do not know what the book is that would make me want to play that style of game again right um other than like just curiosity as to how it works you know but something that like really really makes me want to pick it up and interact with it on a as a tool <laughs> on a tool <laughs> level not a chance um, maybe as a, I, I think, I think there's a lot of value in some of those things from like design reference standpoints. And I think you can like pull things out of them that are kind of interesting, but as a reading experience, no, no ma'am. Uh, <laughs> and as a game also no ma'am. Yeah. Um, my number six is star Wars, the West end games version. It is awarded the prom queen award. It's a game I would take home to my parents. Uh, it's great. It's wholesome. It's fun. I don't know. It's it's good. <laughs> Every all of these are just like yeah, I like it. Yeah, six six up for me is uh, they're good. I would play this. Yeah, six I up, would run this. Right, or, or I have played it, or whatever uh now we get wow we're really okay okay now we're really getting into it we're getting into the the what is different um my number six is the quiet year yeah uh again it's good lots of people love it it's whatever that's many people love it a lot i 
Meh. It's the, the middle. The middling games for me are like I see their value. I see how they've created like space within play culture that I enjoy. Right, like the impact of the Quiet Year on RPG space is the thing that I value a lot. Right, um, and and I'm happy to be in a post Quiet Year <laughs> RPG land, both as a player and as a designer. Right, um, so like legacy wise, yeah, into it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, not uh, not a thing that I think. Not a thing. I, like not a thing. Of all the games that I have read and played, and it's not one that I feel like a strong desire to like go back to and play again. Really interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, my number five is Witch Road to Lindisfarne. It gets mm. the most like real life award, which I feel like is the award that you would give. It's a quiet year based on our episode about it. I remember yes. you saying is yeah, and so you know, it's good. I like it. I want to play it. It's cool. The themes a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gotta have the right group. Gotta be in the right mindset. Um but huge credit to it for being like a twenty page book that invokes that many feelings in me. It's cool. To me, it's the uh, it's the anti fiasco. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, short, sweet. It would be a good double complicated feature to play fiasco. Oh, it'd be so emotionally and difficult. Oh, yeah. So much work. Yeah, uh, it's like the salad of RPGs. Oh, this is good for me, and it can taste good, but God, so much mouth work. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, that sounded like a dig. Sometimes salads are delicious, but when you're mean, you can't eat fat. It's really salad is not good. Everything right. that makes salad can't even delicious. Put that oily is, dressing on there. Yeah, no, no avocados, no nuts. Everything that makes it good out the window. Uh, just, just dinosaur life over here for me. Um, yeah, my number five is Apocalypse World. Five Ooh. up are all games I like. Like five up are are games that I would actively pick up and play. Yeah. Um, quiet year i would play if somebody asked me to and i would certainly run it if somebody if somebody wanted to try it out and didn't feel comfortable like needed somebody to help host it i would totally help other people play it but uh yeah five up is all games i would play apocalypse world for me is like a good a, a great reference and philosophy book and i don't know if i would ever play actual apocalypse world you know yeah um but as a read enjoyable yeah as a as a reference enjoyable uh, again, has a similar like quiet year. I'm glad we live in a post-apocalypse world <laughs> space where people can have those conversations about sex moves and mm-hmm. also like sex moves. Uh, yeah, love it. Um, I also love apocalypse world, which you will soon find out. My number four, Cyber Generation, outstanding improvement award. <laughs> um, you know. Big step up from cyberpunk. Still not in love with the kind of finickiness of the system, but uh, the the way it's laid out is really fun. The way it talks you through making characters and stuff, I enjoy. Uh, it's it's also like it's the last one we read, so it's very recent in my brain. Yes, fair recency bias. Um, still some weird shit in there like 
Yeah. The way I think the way you feel about fiasco is the way I feel about cyber generation of like, oh wow, look at this cool thing. Oh no, look at this <laughs> fucked up thing. Yeah, that's fair. Um but yeah, would play, uh, especially if someone else is running it. Yeah. Great art. Really liked the art. I don't know. Especially if it was sledgehammered. <laughs> I gotta do it. I gotta I gotta make a cyber sledge. I mean, I think it's going to be Blister Sledge City Punk. by Keegan EXE. I mean, maybe it is. If yeah. if that, uh, but who could? How will we know? I got to know what the what the whole system is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're we're blazing through these. We're like know, not gonna super be a short, chatty about short this. Podcast. Fine, you, we can chat. Know, yeah. We can chat about what other a, things. You've we've we've done it. We've done the chats about the games before. Go back and That's listen true. to an old episode. It's true. We're also we're also going to have a bunch of mini episodes in the next two weeks, so you will not be uh, without RTFM content. <laughs> there will yeah. be more hours per week than usual, even if this one is short. My number four. Oh, the top four already. Oh, wow. All right. I haven't even finished my coffee. The number four <laughs> for me is West End Games Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. It's good. <laughs> I love it. It's it, it like to be honest, it it may have tainted edge of the empire i don't think i would have liked edge of the empire anyway if i hadn't read it but having read west End, the west end games ones it's like you know somebody already did this better than you and if you're gonna remake something make sure you're doing it better than the one that was made before yeah um somebody already had this thought which like everybody's already had every thought but you made it worse um it's it's the opposite (laughs) of cyber generations uh lack no improvement my brain's like i don't know what the opposite of improvement is <laughs> uh backsliding i don't know right like Worsening. what is the whatever. entropy yeah great yeah, the entropy award edge of the empire no i loved it i loved it i was talking about it with some folks the other day about how the the turning to the dark side getting your character taken away for me is just like chef's kiss uh i think i will think about that like that's one of the that this is the first game i mean apocalypse world has a lot of stuff that i'll probably reference in a design context that like will will impact my designer brain um but i feel like again with apocalypse world it's like it's like a lot of philosophical impact (laughs) um and like cultural culture impact like culture of play impact not like world culture impact um and and the uh yeah, the stealing the your character becomes a baddie and the GM takes away your toys uh, is the first on this list, like hard mechanic that I'm like, I may steal that. I may just you steal that have. flat out. That's in Himbos. You wrote that in Himbos before like, you even read this. Yeah, before I even knew it. That's it. I just found just found a, oh, I would, I would do this. Wait, I already have. I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. It's also simple, it was small, it was an enjoyable read. Yeah. Yeah. Has yeah. that whole I wish if if RPG books were hardcovers, they are. What I mean is why can't they be like a 200 page hardcover or 150 whatever Star Wars is instead of yeah. 400 500. The like in the introductory the introductory part where you play through that little scenario, love yeah. it. And yeah. the like color photos, the stills in the center, just yeah. from Star Wars movies. That's good. Yeah, good. It's still Star Wars, still camp life. Yes. Yes. Into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number three is Fiasco. 
you get the Ooh. best you get the best mess award fiasco you make messes in a good way uh again i've played it a bunch with people i like and so there's probably some bias there uh i also have read the the second edition and enjoy it and so you know that's probably leaking in i can't sequester my my opinions away from all that um yeah like one of the finest rpg experiences i've ever had was a session of fiasco so um that experience i think shines a very friendly light on the book for me yeah yeah that makes sense i think fiasco would move up my list if i played it did i talk Uh, about playing it on the podcast i think so okay there's like a one of the play sets is about like being at a news station that's failing and so your jam uh, it was very good there was like uh, a director of the news station who it turned out was like helping make murders happen so that he could get the scoop on them and uh it was just it was very good it was very fun yeah the credenza killer was the name of the killer because the bodies turned up in credenzas it's <laughs> great wonderful i love that yeah uh my number three is witch i like it i like it a lot uh, <laughs> this is this is it the witch and fiasco they're the anti-fiasco <laughs> i like that it's short i like that it's focused i like the uh i obviously like the statements behind it like it has a real it has a real goal it has a real voice right. um in a way that i think a lot of games do not that is why i think i say it's the anti-fiasco it has a very clear voice um but i think they're I think they're going for different kinds of play too, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. I, it's so funny because I like it a lot and I'm like, do I want to play it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. sounds hard. sounds potentially emotionally trying. Sounds like not the kind of games I ever pick to play. Yeah. There's a whole genre of stuff like that. And like Alice is missing is a game that I have and want mm-hmm. to play. But the idea of like shoring myself up emotionally finding a group of people that I know will like commit to it and also enjoy it. It's just a whole nother thing. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Bluebeard's bride is up there for me. But then I feel like I've played it secretly. There's some like half dead brain cell wobbling around back there being like, I think you've played this game. You have a small memory of having played this game, but maybe I'm lying. Um, but yeah, games that I'm like, oh, I really appreciate that these exist. I'm I'm happy for all my uh, masochistic LARP friends that they want to do these things. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's me, but I do really like that they li- that they exist in the world. Uh, What's my number two? two? Is Quiet Year. Mm-hmm. It gets the Best in Show award. I don't know what Best in Show means. I know it's about dogs, and I know there's a movie <laughs> about dogs getting that award. Uh, but I love the physical edition of quiet year that comes in a little burlap bag and it's a short little rule book and a bunch of nice cards. And I love that there is a physical artifact when you're done, like the map that you have drawn, something you can keep and look at later in life. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's good. It, I've, this is a game, you know, I was talking about like, Oh, fiasco, best play experience. Um, fiasco I've had like, or quiet year I've had some genuinely stressful experiences not because of the game I would say in spite of the game but 
even though I've had those kind of rough games with it, I think it's uh, still cool. It's also a fun game. You can play this game on your own. This can be a solo game. Uh, oh, we should do a solo game season someday. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because then we could actually play them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like a bitter old hag if I keep, if I keep making these jokes. Um, it's okay, I am. It's, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> what i was born to be is genetically predisposed to be a bitter old egg um yeah yeah my number two is cyber generation there it is which if anybody's figured out what my number one is this is why i was like i don't feel good about this but i think it's true still uh <laughs> yeah i i liked more of it than i didn't like and yeah. It's the first game that made me want to play it based on its like lore writing that we've read, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and uh, I gotta I gotta applaud the we fucked up. We're trying to do better, um, and like actually doing better, even right. if there are still pitfalls. Right, like really doing. If it didn't have, if you removed like four pages from it, it would have been my number one. <laughs> if you removed the tribals and the aids too, yeah. It's like four pages, right? Like I'm like, and I can't, I can't say with many other games, like if you removed like 1% of your book or whatever, 2% of your book, this would, it would have been pretty ideal. Yeah. It's not ideal because it uses the cyberpunk system, but because I only had the supplement book, I kind of could ignore that. <laughs> like I could just look at it as a supplement that I could play in anything, you know, right. um, because it didn't have much like mechanical integration um and uh and so if i look at it just as a supplement book it's like a, a systems don't matter or whatever um system agnostic supplement book then if you've removed those four pages although they are a bad four page uh i would use it all the time i'd play it i'd play a big huge campaign in it uh i'd go to the mall every day <laughs> every day <laughs> me at the mall pizza and guns here we come I'd be like making oh, new I'm mall gonna spreads. Order, I'm going right. to order a pizza when we're done. Are you going to also order a gun? Is this going to order a pizza? I mean, guns? I live in America. I can yeah. do that. I, I can't get a gun. I live in Canada and I can't eat pizza because I have a shitty gallbladder. So, you know, yeah. you got to like, I'm I can't. Gonna have to, I'm going to have to pop a lactate, but it'll yeah, be worth you're, it. You're going to have to do like, I can't do the, I can't live the pizza and gun reality. That's why it's role playing. <laughs> <laughs> Right, if I lived in Canada, Cyber Generation would probably be my number two as well. <laughs> it's, it's totally possible. Yeah, it's very, it's not, uh, it's less real up here. Right. Uh, mm. um, my number one is Apocalypse World. Of course it is. It's, it has informed so much of like what I write and how I play. I have GM'd 30 plus sessions with two of my best friends. Um, I don't know, like I have to... I'm constantly giving credit to that game for a lot of what I've learned. Um, and so, you know, it's, none of these are like, it's my number one and you have to play it. Uh, but I don't believe in like Desert Island shit. Part of the joy, one of the few joys I can find in the modern world is that I can own more than one book. I'm not a <laughs> poor peasant who spent all my money on my one copy of the Bible. Like, I can have any of these games, all these games. And like I said, talk to me on a different date. I would probably like a different one more. But like, if I were to Desert Island myself, Apocalypse World is probably the one I would bring if I could only bring one. Um, yeah, game of the season for me. And 
I don't know. I feel like most of the things that I write that people are like, oh, I appreciate how you wrote this. I'm like, cool. I just rephrased Vincent and Meg's Baker's uh, GMA advice from Apocalypse World. I think it's entirely possible that me in a year would answer that way. Because <laughs> uh, I'm still like new. I just tweeted about this, but I'm still very new to the Apocalypse World's realm to power my apocalypse stuff and i think i've had some like rocky roads with it like i think it's a really unenjoyable experience when you're trying to play it like D &D. right um which i think is why people think that it's not good like i feel like a lot of people who are like oh i hate pbta it's because they're trying to run it like D &D." um and not kind of meeting it where it wants to be met not to like you know pull on the theme of the podcast or whatever but um (laughs) Yeah, and so I feel, and I feel like it will infiltrate my brain a bunch, and then I'm going to try and, pl- and as I play more and more PBTA games, I feel like I'm going to be like, no, yeah, Apocalypse Worlds, I like it. Um, although there are many games that are PBTA that I think are better now, uh, or like more my jam, or more right. like because the like the Apocalypse stuff doesn't hugely yeah. pull me. I mean, we had fun playing Thirsty Sword Lesbians, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a hoot. Yeah. It was a hoot. Um, and I I had fun. I mean, I had fun. I will have fun in the future playing other ones. I've been playing more. They are they are fun. Like, I like them. I like the, I like the, the frame of them. I just need more comfort. But I haven't ever GM'd one. And I feel like once I get the hang of GMing them, something will click in my relationship with... <laughs> pbta games uh and and then i'll be like now apocalypse world game number one forever (laughs) well i don't want to become one of those people you know i don't want to just be a grognard for apocalypse world i i think you're right that like i learned a lot from it and i'm also very happy to like keep moving forward and learn new stuff and and see what young people are are up to Uh, yeah i think we're, we're reading at least one for the next season Powered by the Apocalypse game. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, well. Here it is. Embarrassingly, uh, D&D, my number one game. Yeah. At this time, in the year of our Lord 2023, I've just said D&D is my favorite game. Uh, <laughs> I I just love that box. I, yeah. I don't, this wouldn't be where it would stand if we had read the AD&D Player's Handbook. Um, like there's no there's no world in which it would have ranked as high if we had gotten just PHB or whatever. Uh, it is, it is about that box and the elements of that box and how they're made and how they interact with one another. Uh, and I love every single second of it. I don't dislike like I've played a few retro clones and I enjoy playing those systems. So I also don't hate the system of AD and D. I don't ever want to play three forward again, but. Um, I would play AD&D um, any day of the week. And yeah, and the CD, man, that CD. <laughs> this number one spot is for the CD, PS. Uh, but also just like, like, cause it's the, it is the first and like, there are so few games that put transmedia properties in them that yeah. like make their game a transmedia entity. And it is not hard it is not hard <laughs> i refuse the idea that it is hard um we it is as hard as making games which we're doing you know like it is as hard as printing a zine which everybody's doing so 
because um, it doesn't need to be professional. It just, yeah, it's just rad. Transmedia games. I'm all about it. Um, Should I'll... we ship our next game with a thumb drive? Yeah. <laughs> then we're going to like accidentally give everybody a virus or something. There's going to be some secret. Um, I still want to do, there's those, are they called dead drops that are uh, thumb drives that are like rubber cemented into public places. I've so never like, heard of this. We just walk up and like, it was a thing like whatever, 10, 15 years ago where people would like put art or stuff on them. Um, and, uh, and you'd have to squish your laptop up. Against yeah. The wall. You'd like go plug your laptop into like the side <laughs> of a building or whatever in public. And like, theoretically, I love it so much. Practically, I would never plug my computer into a USB that's plugged into the, that's just like rubber cemented into a building. But like, I'm into the idea. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, we're making an AR app. Yeah. So our next game is a transmedia property. Um, and yeah, I just, I loved, I loved that it had so many different things and that it thought about its format and it thought about like, even just like the GM screen and including a foldable map and having the little cards that are well-constructed and it being in a box. Um, but I don't, I didn't hate the, I didn't hate the actual contents of them either. Right. Yeah. Like I, the, the adventure seemed really fun and I don't hate the AD&D system. So the first part of the adventure was the best part, but yeah, AD&D. I hate, I, hate, I hate myself. I feel an appropriate amount of shame. Wow, RTFM Game of the Year. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> this is, we're, we're, we're canceling ourselves. Next season three is over. Um, yeah. We did it. That's we it. We did it. We did it. We're going to chat next we have wrapped this season this is also it is this is an important milestone we can't just go off oh, on right this, did it. Uh, this is a this year is our season finale and our first episode was released i think on february 7th of 2022 so this is also our year anniversary uh and also we're launching a kickstarter so it's all kind of coming together in a in a very stressful way yeah we're doing it all at once we are doing it all at once also it's my birthday this weekend and then uh, my birthday will have passed by the time you hear this but if you um didn't do anything for me go check out the kickstarter <laughs> uh whatever share it around yeah. yeah but uh yeah i'm getting older we're gonna release a game the podcast is getting older you joked about it like being that we're <laughs> it being like a marriage yeah <laughs> because we have plans for the future yeah uh which I tweeted about, but this podcast now has officially lasted longer than my marriage. Uh, <laughs> so here we are. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about next season. Next season is monster season. Yes, 12 monster books, already some cool guests lined up. Um, and yeah, we'll see how the theming works. We are yeah. to it. But yeah, it's we'll, a new we'll thing. Do, we'll do 12 monster books. There's a lot of variety in there. There's a lot uh, of monster books. What is there? I mean, we're doing The Witcher as our Pondsmith book of the season. We're doing The Witcher as our Pondsmith. Yeah, yeah. Gotta Are have a Pondsmith in there. Ninja Turtles or Ghostbusters? We're doing some weird old game. I think uh, we have, right now, we have Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a box set. Just letting you know. Oh, yes. And then we don't have any. Okay. 
what's exciting about this is like Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're old. They could be biggish, but they're not that big. So they're fine. Yes. The singular big book, big old stupid book we have for this is D&D. Is the right. D&D of the season. As we have to continue. Witcher is pretty long too, right? Yeah, right. Fucked Witcher. It's, gonna, it's not going to be great. But <laughs> Well, but we have to do it for friend of the show, Mike Pondsmith. Yeah. And also, I love The Witcher. So it's going to be oh, like... Oh, uh, I have no real experience with The Yeah. Witcher. This is going to be me yelling about... Because I like hate adaptations. I hate RPG adaptations. Right. Um, but I like... Like, I like... The Witcher, the show. I like The Witcher, the game. I've read the books. Like I, like I like The Witcher. <laughs> so like, I will have a bunch of feelings about how, presumably, unless I'm th- unless I'm blown away, how bad it is as an idea to translate a media property into an RPG. Uh, but we have like a lot of indies, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, we're Bluebeard's doing Blood- Bride. Yeah, Bluebeard's Bride. We're gonna do Blood Monster Feud. Of the week. Blood Feud. <laughs> That monster is masculinity, right? Yeah, yeah, men. Okay. <laughs> men is the monster here. Yeah. Um, also the monster of Bluebeard's Bride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a theme. Uh, uh, arguably the monster of the Witcher. No. Uh, yeah. Apocalypse Keys. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. PPTAs. I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, check out our Kickstarter. The link will be in the episode description. It will be launched that day? It will be launched that day. So we if you're listening to it now... Go back our Kickstarter. No, it launches the day after. It launches Wednesday. Go back our Kickstarter tomorrow. <laughs> go back our Kickstarter tomorrow. There's a link in the description. Um, we are going to release mini episodes for the two weeks of the Kickstarter. Yeah. Which are going to be fun because two of them, maybe, are going to be not about games. We're just going right. to fucking sit and talk about... Uh, Movies and shows, movies, I think, exclusively that movies that have game. Yeah, inspired us. All, all of the mini episodes are what inspired our the games we made for the Kickstarter. So that's um, going to be fun. Yeah. Hang out in our Discord if you want. We are structuring it more, so newcomers will hopefully feel welcome. Um, I was just on the Weekly Scroll, which is a stream and podcast, and so I think the podcast version should be out. Uh I am thinking about starting a tiny little stream to watch me fumble through uh, GMing PBTA for the first time because it seems to be a thing that people have a hard time with. And I'm going to have a hard time with it, but I think it might be kind of fun to just like make that hard time super public. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so who knows when that'll, when that'll happen. Um, but yes, also we're going to be running some of, I think we're going to, open it up to run some of our games over the course of the campaign in the discord so if you Mm -hmm. want to play a weird uh i don't know cyber witchy battle royale game then i'm happy to host mine um and if you want to play a more feelingsy community focused this is it i is i'm not is mine mine's not feelingsy community you can like eat poop I'm just going to let that hang for a minute. Uh, I feel like, I mean, you said it was the horniest game you've ever written. So if that's not feelings I don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I really enjoy is that we went in very opposite directions. Like right. our games are very different uh, while being kind of inspired from very similar places. Um, and I really like that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be a cool book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, come to the Discord because we will be playing it. Uh, and 
and and then and then we're off to the races and then someday we will be free from kickstarter uh and back into monster season cool well that's all i got there's no book to quote well i do have i do have the ice age rules from magic the gathering do it read us something from ice age is there lore in here i hope there's lore oh there's no lore cumulative upkeep if a card has a cumulative upkeep its upkeep costs increase by the amount listed with each one of your upkeeps in other words it's an arithmetic progression <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> no way i'm gonna put arithmetic progression in my next game <laughs> what a funny phrase yeah wonderful love it thank you magic the gathering 1994 or whatever i said <laughs> i think that's about the time yeah i can't find the date on it but i play a lot of magic it's fine yeah uh okay bye bye <laughs>